You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We bring in our pal Ian Cummings of Pro Football Network. What's up, man? It's been a while since we've chatted. We haven't uh, been thinking about the draft too much, but it's good to have you on, and I guess we're officially in draft season now. Yeah, you can tell when it's draft season when you call me, right? It's kind of when it starts to ramp up a bit, but it's been fun, right? It's a grind. We had the Senior Bowl and the Shrine Bowl earlier this month. We got the NFL Combine next week, actually. So it's it's a big time. It's a busy time and uh, a big two-month lead-up. And the Pittsburgh Steelers obviously uh, need a good one, for sure. How big – you talk about the Senior Bowl and the Shrine Bowl. Like, How big are those events ultimately for guys to – you know, move up the draft boards to move down the draft boards. I mean, how much stock is put by NFL managements uh, into things like the Senior Bowl? Because they are very well attended, and particularly here in Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin is a, a, a very, very present figure always at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, and I think the important part of there of that, you know, excerpt is being present, right? I think the most important thing for those events is getting one-on-one time with the prospects, not just getting to know them at an individual level, but also kind of seeing how they interact with uh, new prospects and how they fare in a new environment, right? A lot of moving parts those weeks. So handling, you know, learning the scheme, picking up the playbook and, and applying those plays in practice. Uh, those are things that they like to get in person. And at the same time, no, like the, the tape is, is uh, paramount. That's the most important thing. But I think getting that extra, uh, you know, snippet to the to the question, you know, how they go off the field, their character, their practice habits, those things are the most important things that week. Ian, when you start to look at you know individual teams and what they need, and and you look at the Steelers, I think the perception here in Pittsburgh is that there are a number of avenues that they could go. I think last year we kind of knew. You know, unless something weird sort of happened, offensive tackle was probably going to be the move, particularly if there was a good one there. This year maybe seems a little bit more open as far as options for the Steelers, that there might be more holes on their roster than, say, there were even a year ago as it pertains to to who they draft. When you look at their needs, what are they? How do you rank them as far as – you know, most important, second most important. I mean, can you break it down like that for us on what the Steelers need to address in the draft here? Yeah, most mock drafts that I've done, offensive line takes pretty heavy precedence early on. I think center, you can definitely upgrade from Mason Cole. I think uh, right tackle, because Broderick Jones, natural left tackle. I think he had good moments at right tackle, but I would want a natural right tackle to help him shift back over to the position that he's more comfortable at. I think that's the best way to shuffle the line. Having a guy who can play left and right is valuable, but you know, playing guys where they're most comfortable, where they're most positioned to succeed, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, you can add a left or right tackle, and you can shuffle them around, but I'm kind of pinpointing a right tackle early on. A lot of right tackles in their range in the first round as well. On the defensive side of the ball, corner is probably the top need for me. Joey Porter Jr. is definitely a central piece. You want to keep him around, right? But on the other side, I think they seriously lack 
speed and playmaking ability. So getting a guy like Quinion Mitchell from Toledo, for example, that's just one example. I think this corner class is very strong, but those are the top two needs that stand out to me. I think interior defensive line depth is also a possibility. There's some long-term questions at wide receiver with Deontay Johnson, his contract situation uh, and quarterback obviously is, you know, not a certainty with Kenny Pickett and they're hoping to bring in a veteran, right? But I think those three, offensive center, offensive tackle, and cornerback, those stand out to me. You mentioned the depth of the corner position, and obviously opposite Joey Porter Jr. We don't know what's going to happen with Patrick Peterson after that. There's some definite questions about the Steelers' depth. What is the depth of the class like when you talk about corners? How many do you feel like could go in the first round, and and who might be a fit for the Steelers and what they like to do picking at number 20, do you feel like, and who might be available at that point? Yeah, I think it's a good spot to be. I think, uh, you know, if you want Alabama's Terry and Arnold, that might be wishful thinking. I think he goes top 15 at this point, especially after he tests. But it's interesting because I feel like there's a few guys who could go before they pick or be on the board when they pick. You've got Nate Wiggins from Clemson who's got the speed, the length, the physicality, right, the playmaking ability. Mitchell is one of those guys who is just an absolute ball hawk and off man in zone coverage, but at the Senior Bowl showed that he can play in press man too. Cooper DeJean is another one, 6'1", 209. He's more of a safety corner hybrid, but you've got a really high IQ player with those ball skills too. Uh, then you got guys like TJ Tampa from Iowa State. I'm a big fan of. He's 6'2", 200. He's got that length, explosiveness, the coverage variability. And then you've got guys like Ennis Rakestraw from Missouri who impressed, man, he's just a saving, man. He's got the length, he's got the physicality, the foot speed, and the technical prowess. So I think for Pittsburgh, one thing that they've really preferred and they kind of, kind of showed with Joey Porter Jr. is guys who have the length and the physicality to dictate reps and press, man. So looking at that aspect of it, I would prefer a guy, if they're available, Quinion Mitchell or Nate Wiggins, right? I think those guys provide the best value at 20. If they're not there, trade back maybe or, you know, try and get another guy. But I think TJ Tampa and Rakestraw, if you wanted to trade back a little bit, get, get more optimal value, uh, those guys could be options too. I think the main thing is length, physicality, disruption, and also recovery speed because we know with Levi Wallace, opposite Porter, they kind of lacked that last year. Talking with Ian Cummings of Pro Football Network, um, Ian, I, I look at this Steelers defensive line and, you know, Cam Hayward is coming off surgery now, apparently, and, and obviously is no spring chicken. Larry Ogunjobi's getting up there and hasn't really uh, put up big numbers on that defensive line, has had some good moments. DeMarvin Leal has been somewhat of a disappointment who is uh, deactivated essentially by the end of the year. And and Keanu Benton looks like a good, promising young player, but uh, still a lot to be determined there. Is defensive line an area in the first round that has some depth to it? And who are the guys that, um, you know, could maybe fit in the Steelers' defensive line and what they like to do uh, as, part of the, as part of their base defense? I think the better range to get a defensive tackle for the, for, the, uh, for the Steelers is probably round two, round three, if you're going to invest in that position. I think round one, uh, Jerzon Newton, or Johnny Newton, as he likes to go by from Illinois, Byron Murphy the second. Those are probably your top options. I don't know how good of fits they are for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh usually likes guys who are a little bit longer. Uh, Keanu Benton is one guy who is around 6'4", 310. He had over 33-inch arms. So, you know, I think they will fall below those thresholds for the Steelers. But don't get me wrong, I think Newton and Murphy are phenomenal players. They're both top 20 guys on my board. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, and I think that if they do want to kind of stem outside those thresholds, they could. But I, for the Steelers, I look more to a guy on the day two range like Rook Aroraro from Clemson. Uh, he's very alignment versatile, that 6'4", 300-pound frame. And he's pretty young, too. He's still pretty early in his football career. Or a guy like Dwayne Carter from Duke. Again, he's 6'3", 300, but he's got very good proportional length for his size, too. So I think he kind of fits that Ogan Joby profile, right? You know, having that torquing freedom, that explosiveness. And then stay, sticking with Clemson, Tyler Davis could be a good option early day three. But uh, Leonard Taylor from Miami is another one. He's got that length. He's got that explosiveness, too. So I think day two is the better range to get a guy like that. Or you can get Justin Ebowigbe from Alabama. He fits that profile as well. Uh, but I think day one, you're probably going for offensive line or corner because I don't think the profiles match up with the Steelers. Ian, there was some reports that came out this week, or one, I guess, that suggested the Steelers could theoretically be interested in a guy like Bo Nix, a quarterback uh, at 20th overall. Maybe not Bo Nix, maybe another quarterback at 20th overall. Do you see that right now as a possibility for the Steelers? I mean, I, I could see them drafting a quarterback, Hard for me to believe that, you know, they would again at, you know, a, a mid-round or 20th-ish pick take a quarterback uh, when they have a guy like that and, and Kenny Pickett and they're still trying to figure things out. But is that in the realm of possibility, do you feel like, with them? It's in the realm of possibility. It, it's a tough pill to swallow when you picked Pickett around the 20th overall pick and he hasn't really – expanded beyond what you thought it was going to be right you know it seems like maybe you're stalling out with him and that's not a path you want to take again that said bonex is not the same prospect as picket bonex is a higher graded prospect for me i had a midday two on picket i have a fringe round one round two on Knicks. so i think it's a little bit easier to stomach taking him that high and i don't i do think bonex has a lot of redeemable qualities i think you know his efficiency this year uh breaking the ncaa completion percentage record i think 77 percent right but he's a very good distributor you know he's very very smooth as a ball handler and a creator and he's very accurate as well and i think you know while you're a little concerned about his layered anticipation ability at the second level the intermediate range he is very good pre-snap getting his guys in the right spot and he's got the creation ability so i think there is merit to considering him there for the steelers it's just you do have a lot of holes on the roster you're still trying to figure pick it out do you want to put yourself in the same situation where you spend that capital? You could spend it on a potential blue chip piece of another position, and instead you spend it on a quarterback who might not be able to get you over the hump. I think that's the issue. You know, To me, I would probably defer 
to supporting talent, but I do think it's in the realm of possibility. Ian, obviously a lot of people right now are looking at the Bears. They have Justin Fields. Uh, I'm sure you're no stranger to this. There's a lot of people in Pittsburgh who are very interested in what's going to happen with Justin Fields and the Bears. A lot of people would like Justin Fields to come to the Steelers. Um, what do you feel like the Bears ultimately do? I mean, it seems like a foregone conclusion that they would take Caleb Williams, but there's been a couple of reports now that, that maybe they try to trade out of that uh, and keep fields and, and you know just stock up a bunch of picks. Is that overcomplicating it? Do they just take Caleb Williams and then figure things out with fields? And, and how do you feel like the quarterback situation breaks down there in the first round ultimately? Yeah, I think um, it's tough for the for the Bears because with Justin Fields, it's not just about keeping him. It's about deciding whether to spend big money on him for right. a long time, right? Because you've got that fifth-year option decision coming up in May, and you got to spend that. And then if you accept that, right, then you're potentially looking at an extension, and you're maybe marrying yourself to a guy who you're not sold on 100% long-term. So the question is not, do we want to keep Justin Fields? It's do we want to tie ourselves to him, you know, be connected to him and not, you know, not be able to cut ties? So I ultimately, I think the Bears, they got two top 10 picks. I think it's a great opportunity because they got the first overall pick from the Panthers, right? You know, it wasn't even their own. So I think you're not often in this kind of position where you can get a quarterback at number one overall without trading up, and then you can go to ninth overall and still get a quality player to support them too. So I think for me personally, I feel that they will reset the clock with Caleb Williams or Drake May or whoever they prefer there. I think they'll trade Justin Fields. I think they will ultimately reset the clock and get that going. The bigger question for me is who ends up taking Fields because that same team has to ask a lot of those same questions do we accept the fifth year option do we tie ourselves to him long term how much capital do we spend on a guy who yes he's a very talented runner he has flashes of passing ability but the consistency has not been there to this point a lot of questions for me to say i would invest heavy day two capital into that but i think the bears if they take that route there will be interest that's my feeling though i think caleb williams or drake may will kick it off for the bears and that will set in motion the rest of the events is there a possibility, and last thing for you, you mentioned Caleb Williams or Drake May. Is it possible the Bears maybe surprise some people and, and they like Drake May more? Is that something that you know perhaps the Combine can determine? I think it's a very good possibility, honestly. I think you know for Bears fans, there is a little bit of stress, you know, taking another North Carolina quarterback. But I will, I will say, don't scout the helmet, right? Helmet scouting, it's it's not, it's a big no-no for for evaluators, right? You want to scout what's on the film. And Drake May, to me, is actually, I think he has merit as a QB one contender. He's actually my QB one slightly over Caleb Williams. And I want to say, like, they are they are as close as can be. They are basically QB one A and one B for me. But May is higher on my board. I think May gives a better balance of physical talent and operational utility with his ability to anticipate throw guys open right he's a very intelligent high iq passer a little volatile which you can expect from a young qb but the arm talent is through the roof the athleticism for his size is very appealing i think he has some justin herbert to him if he can start to rein that in a little bit so to me personally i think when people see him throw the combine right both him and williams have very good arms so i think it'll be a good thing for both of them but drake may get slept on sometimes and i think he deserves a little bit more credence there so i think what it will ultimately come down to because they're both so talented is the interviews. How do they mesh with the coaching and the personnel, and how do they go through those football questions? How does their football IQ show? I think that will be the biggest thing because talent-wise, there aren't too many arguments to say we shouldn't make this investment. Mm, very, very interesting. Ian, appreciate it, man. As always, good to talk to you. Love this time of year and getting you on. So we appreciate it, and we'll uh, do it again closer to the draft. Thanks, my man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. All right, that is Ian Cummings of Pro Football Network. 
You can uh, follow Ian on Twitter, IC underscore draft. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 